If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Star Wars 7x7 episode 1,300. Yes, indeed, 1,300 episodes of Star Wars 7x7, although that is not exactly correct, and I will explain. And I will also be talking with you today about Oscar nominations, as well as some things that Ryan Johnson has been sharing about Luke and the development of his character in The Last Jedi. Punch it, Chewie. This is Todd Vander Hayden. I'm a national Canadian television anchor with CTV News and a syndicated radio host. And you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey, Rebel Rouser. Welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and I'm taking a quick break from the Last Jedi Visual Dictionary today. We've still got two episodes where we're going to touch on it, and we're going to bring in one other book to bear on the Last Jedi Visual Dictionary as well on Friday. But there are a couple of things that happened in the last day or so that are worth talking about. I'd like to say that it's worth talking about hitting 1,300 episodes of Star Wars 7x7, and I've told the story of Star Wars 7x7 and its development so many times on the podcast that I'm going to spare you that, and instead, I will simply tell you that if you are interested in the sort of behind-the-scenes stuff, this technically is the 1,335th episode of the podcast that's been produced, because of bonus episodes and also because there was an episode zero that was an origin episode for Star Wars 7x7. So I guess technically speaking, I really hit 1,300 episodes back in December, but, but, you know, these are the numbered episodes and so that's what really counts in a way. Anyway, so thank you again always for being with me, whether you've been here for the last 13 episodes or all 1,300 or anything in between. It's a pleasure to be doing this with you and hey, let's have some fun with it, right? (laughs) So let's talk about some of the things that Ryan Johnson has been doing on Twitter. And it's all really in regard to Luke, actually, as it turns out. One of them has to do with Luke being able to project himself as a virtual hologram, if you will, across the galaxy to fight Kylo Ren, or at least to pretend to fight Kylo Ren. And apparently some folks were trying to give Ryan the business on Twitter about how ridiculous they thought this idea was. And so Ryan Johnson took to Twitter in a series of shots and posted photo after photo where he closely zoomed in on the fact that he had the Jedi Path book on his bookshelf. And it's also there with the Book of Sith as well. And if you're not familiar with the Jedi Path, here is the brief deal on it. According to Wikipedia, it says this ancient training manual crafted by early Jedi masters has educated and enlightened generations of Jedi. It explains the history and hierarchy of the Jedi Order and what Jedi must know to take their place as defenders of the peace in the galaxy from mastery of the force to the nuances of lightsaber combat. This was published originally in September of 2010 and supposedly it also has annotations from 
people like Yoda and Luke Skywalker and Count Dooku and Darth Sidious as well. So jumping to the point here, Ryan Johnson took a picture of a section underneath advanced force techniques and it involves this one, doppelganger or here we go, Simulfuturus, S-I-M-I-L-F-U-T-U-R-U-S, Simulfuturus permits a Jedi to create a short-lived duplicate of himself or herself or an external object that is visually indistinguishable from the real item. Those who have perfected this ability can create phantoms of any person of their choosing or trick an enemy into seeing more objects such as droids than are actually present, unquote. Now, let me tell you, I don't have a copy of The Jedi Path. I have not read it. So for me, the experience of seeing Luke do that in The Last Jedi, that was a new force power. And we had all been talking leading up to The Last Jedi about, oh gosh, how powerful is Luke in the force? He must be super powerful and all that stuff. Well, my reaction, I guess, in seeing him do that was like, here you go. This is how powerful he is, that he can project an image of himself across the entire galaxy. How remarkable is that? I was wicked impressed with it. And that's not even knowing that there was a basis in Legends slash the Expanded Universe. Or I guess technically speaking, this would... Eh, yeah, I guess it is kind of. Because it's an in-universe book, so technically I guess it would fall under Legends slash Expanded Universe. But it's sort of a non-canon reference book also, I guess. But I love the idea that he was digging into this stuff and uh, yeah, it's it's a bummer that he felt like he had to defend himself on it. And it's a bummer that nobody else has brought it up. I mean, <laughs> there's had to have been somebody who could have remembered that from the Jedi path who ought to have brought it up sooner. But I guess it just hasn't made its way out there. I certainly haven't seen it coming across my radar. And, you know, some of these clickbait websites are like, oh, you know, the, the truth behind Luke's actions at The Last Jedi explained or something like that. You know, that hasn't even crossed my radar one bit. And there was another recent tweet where somebody asked Ryan Johnson, what happened to Luke's robotic hand when he died? Was it absorbed into the Force or or what would happen? Where did it go? And we don't really have a sense of what happens to prosthetics when Jedi are absorbed into the Force. And certainly, you know, something different happened with Darth Vader slash Anakin Skywalker when he died. So let's not even get into that. But Ryan Johnson said that somebody suggested in the editing room it would be funny if there was a clank noise for the hand falling off when he disappeared into the force. But Ryan thought that it would probably undercut the emotion of the moment, which is, of course, very true. But personally, I'm going to believe that it did not get absorbed into the force and that it did just clank down and that they just decided not to involve the sound of it clanking down as an artistic choice. That's the way I'm thinking about it, at least. But he didn't really say whether it got absorbed or not, so it's still an open question, I think. All right, quick break, and then we're going to have the Oscar talk. Hang on. Hey, Rebel Rouser. If you haven't done so already, please consider leaving a review for Star Wars 7x7 on your favorite podcast app. Not just a star rating, although I will say we are personally very proud of our near-unanimous five-star rating on iTunes. No, I just mean a thoughtful sentence or two about what you like about the podcast, or how happy you are that it's part of your daily routine. And more reviews means better visibility, which means more people get to share in a daily dose of Star Wars joy, and you want that, don't you? Of course you do. So please leave a review on your favorite podcast app today. I thank you, and the Star Wars 7x7 podcast thanks you. Welcome back. All right, so the Oscar nominations were announced early, 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 super early yesterday, and The Last Jedi scored 
four of them in the categories of original score for John Williams. Good for you again, sir. Visual effects for Ben Morris, Mike Mulholland, Chris Corbold, and Neil Scanlon. Sound editing for Matthew Wood and Ren Kleiss, excuse me, Ren, if I'm mispronouncing, and sound mixing for Stuart Wilson, Ren Kleiss, David Parker, and Michael Semenik. And as we get closer to the actual Academy Awards presentation, the big gala evening that last Sunday in February, then we'll talk about the various categories and who they're up against and that sort of thing. But I got to say, at least for the interim, if they win in one of those four categories, it will be the first time that a Star Wars movie has won in a category for which it's been nominated since 1981. Yes, indeed. Best sound mixing for The Empire Strikes Back was the last Oscar for which a Star Wars movie was nominated that they won for. Now, they have gotten other Oscars since then. For example, that same year, there was a Special Achievement Academy Award that was given to them, and also there was a Special Achievement Academy Award that the Star Wars folks won for Return of the Jedi as well. But as far as nominated categories go, we haven't had one in quite a long time. I mean... Well, do the math, 81, so 91, 01, 11, so 37 years it's been since they've actually won one for which they've been nominated? That's unfortunate, to say the least. And there have been technical Oscar wins as well, you know, the ones where they have the awards ceremony a couple weeks before the main ceremony, and it's the science and technical ones, right? And John Williams, man, John Williams has now been nominated for his fifth Star Wars score. Strangely enough... None of the scores for the prequel trilogy were nominated for Best Original Music Score, but he was nominated, John Williams was, for all of the original trilogy movies, and he won for Star Wars, so let's get him another one, shall we? That, my friends, is going to do it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening, and may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you execute Order 66, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And we'd be spectacularly grateful to you if you put a little something in the tip jar at patreon.com SW7x7. It's not the downfall of the Republic, it's Destiny Unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2018, Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.